it's just weird. It's different. Different's good, isn't it? Stop. No. <laughs> <laughs> this is not some like ASMR, like what's her name? Like uh Miranda. No. Oh. <laughs> Miranda. Yagamiyato. Yes, this is not some Yagamiyato type. I want Yagamiyato to step on my throat. With her vocal cords. Just I'm, visualize that. I'm trying. I'm <laughs> honestly amazed by your like forwardness today. What do you mean? <laughs> I don't. <laughs> this is me every Friday night. You, you have levels. What what level am I at now? Say so you're at a pretty good like six. Is this comparable to when I'm drinking or? <laughs> This is just comparable, like, in general. This is just all Mets. <laughs> like, all of Mets. Like, from the sad Mets to the drunk Mets. <laughs> Where do I land here? Where in that spectrum am I? A whole new a new like, category. Well, like I said, you're, like, sitting, like, right now at, like, a solid six. Where does sad, sad Matt stand at? Sad? Like, really sad Matt? Like, sad, sad, sad Matt sits at one. Oh, like unenjoyable to be around, enjoyable to be around. Like, what is the scale? Mean? And then, like, I would say, like, super, like, lovey, affectionate, Drunk. sexual, hyperactive Matt sits at a 10. How often does the 10 version come out? Mostly when you drink. Okay. But it's always a kind Matt. Yes. But it's like, that's the scale I work with. <laughs> and so I'm at a six right now? Yes. Okay. But I, like a six without the drinking. So my goal is to hit a 10 by the end of this episode without drinking. That's terrifying. <laughs> Can you imagine me being like, Mo, you just have the most beautiful eyes. And honestly. I don't like these compliments. I'm just going to be very honest with you. It was about to go really downhill. Yeah, no. I was uncomfortable with the thoughts I in don't. my head. <laughs> I yeah, and this is why ten Matt doesn't get there without drinking. Yeah, even <laughs> even, to, even sober Maddie is like ah. It doesn't happen often though. Lately, dr- drinking Matt only only gets a ten occasionally. Still, I feel like you could hit a pretty solid eight without drinking though. Oh yeah, you're yeah. right. When I'm just in a good mood and enjoying the mm-hmm. people I'm around, I'm in a solid eight most of the time. everyone and welcome back to another episode of Binger's Anime Edition. As always, I'm your host Mel. And I'm Maddie and this is just a little podcast that talks about different animes for fellow weebs out there. So Mo, we're back in person. We are. We're in person more nowadays than not Not in person. Yeah. Good. This was a good, that was a good statement. Yes. How, what's the cost? What cost the cost? <laughs> you still... Like, ever since you said that, every single time after you try to recreate it, you still have never said it right. I have no idea what it is anymore. Yeah. I honestly don't either, but I know that that was not it. That didn't land. I can go through my notes and find it. It's somewhere in my journal. Come on. 
Um, I like the hair. Thank you. How do you feel about it? I'm still very much processing. For all of you that don't know, I kind of spontaneously dyed my hair red. More like orange. It's like you have to look at it like in a different light. Because if you look at it like yeah, in here. If you look at it like in like direct light, it looks a lot more like a redder. Yeah. Than it does now. But yeah, the whole like goal of it was to get like towards like a strawberry blonde copperish color. Ah, that didn't quite land, I don't think. I don't know. It's like I like it. I like the color and stuff, but it was just like, I don't know. The good thing is, though, is that this is like a toner, mm-hmm. so I didn't actually dye my hair this color. That's good. And so she could easily just like strip it and oh, take me good. back to blonde. Yeah. Makes sense. I mean, I guess we'll just be living the rest of our summer with bad haircuts and bad hairstyles. Because that's yeah. how I feel. I mean, my hair, I'm getting my hair done like August 15th. So Yeah, I'm probably going to get mine done sometime in August and recut it to try to get it to the length I would like mm-hmm. for once. You know what I heard earlier this week, though, from what? one of my coworkers? I, I sent a video of like how I was upset with my haircut and stuff and how I didn't like it. Mm-hmm. And she was like, Maddie, Maddie, Benny, Maddie. So, because I guess I sent another, I don't know what she was talking about, but she was like, so Maddie, you can't die because... If you go, if you die at your funeral, you're going to have that haircut and you don't want to have people see you with that haircut at your funeral. Right. So don't, don't die. Problem solved. And I was like, honestly, that is the best argument I've ever heard of like not wanting to die. It's just like, I would have a bad haircut. Just get a bad haircut. Yeah. So guys, maybe if you feel depressed, just get a bad haircut. (laughs) That sounds so bad. (laughs) No, Momo, we can't say that. That's so problematic. Listen, We're already getting political on here, as my uncle just said. <laughs> I was not sure where that was going when he said Dude, that. Dude, you just have like... to roll with the punches. How, how? Yeah, you finally interact with this man. He is very, very dry and gives a hard time. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know where this is going to go, Uncle Jerry. Be careful, buddy. Well, like, just out of the blue, he's like, you don't talk about anything political. And I was like... No, no. We I was like, don't. "Where is this going? Like, oh, what are you no. gonna ask?" Like, <laughs> and then he's like, "Yeah, I don't want a bomb thrown at my house." And I was like, "Uncle Jerry, <laughs> can't say that." <laughs> my goodness. Yeah, but Mo, how has your week been? I am exhausted. Oh, what for? Because I just had to wake up at. Five o'clock every morning. It does do it. More Drive an hour in. They do, do go do to it. work, and yeah, and then literally I get home. I have no energy to do anything. That's fair. And then I go to bed, and I wake up tired. So this weekend, I'm doing absolutely nothing. Did let's snap to that. I'm gonna snap to you and your your unproblematic weekend. I am going to be by myself. And I've made that explicit to every single person. I'm like, I'm not doing anything. I am hanging out by myself. I am laying in bed. I'm reading a book. I'm watching TV. I'm reading manga. I'm reading erotic fan fiction. We're doing it all. Yes. I'm proud of you. I was just like, I need some alone time. And I'm going to have it this week. And I even said that to my boyfriend. I was like, you know, I'm doing absolutely nothing this weekend by myself. Because last weekend was pretty draining for both of us, I think. 
I like my social battery was completely drained by Sunday afternoon. Yeah, like, sorry, half, that was my fault. <laughs> like, well, no, it's it's not your fault. It was just like from the weekend, from the whole weekend. It yeah. was just like literally like halfway through. I was like, I kind of just <laughs> don't want to do anything anymore. No, that's fair. But Mo, on Sunday, what did we do? Oh, we played D and D. It was a great time, my friend. It was. It was an amazing experience. And we finished up the like story we were doing prelude yeah the prelude to the what the future holds mm-hmm. so mo um without going too much in detail about it how did you feel about it like the overall experience that i had put you guys through i actually really liked it it was really challenging and so it kind of like i think that was like the campaign where i felt like most challenged where we actually like had to fight like really difficult you had to be really smart about your Mm -hmm. fights because if you weren't as smart as you were you guys would have not succeeded in anything Mm -hmm. and your character (laughs) i put through the ringer yes not targeted at all yeah you were 100 percent targeted i was like how can i fuck up mo's character the most by the end of this session did you well let me ask you did you think that it was gonna go the way that it did so, I don't know if I've talked to you about how I thought everything would go. So, long story short, guys, I pretty much set up a campaign where they had to choose between two um, final deadly boss encounters, which one of each encounter would result in them saving someone and then the um, resulting in not saving the other person. So, in Mo's case, she had to choose between both her siblings, and then in some other characters had to choose between these campaigns. So, I pretty much had the party split no matter what they wanted to do. And they had to choose who they're going to fight. And the party decided they were going to fight both people. That part did not expect. I really didn't think you guys would foolishly choose to try to fight both monsters, knowing that they were both deadly encounters. I decided to go too easy on them. And they somehow, like, broke out of and stuff. I didn't expect one of the players to get charmed. I didn't expect a literal pile of hot sauce to be dumped on the two big, bad, evil people and get blindness from the sriracha sauce in their eyes. And... Like, I I didn't expect that part, which I thought was amazing. I loved every minute Mm -hmm. of that. I didn't expect someone to cast silence on one of my priests that were doing a ritual. I didn't expect them to uh, literally not give a shit about an NPC's child. And then I didn't expect to have to suddenly pretend to be the big villain in the future. Like, I literally, the minute after Mordred got turned into the the monster, all that was improv from that point on i had not planned any of that that was all in the moment all the voices like the whole interaction with the demon thing matilda losing her shit really yeah i improv all of it none of that was planned the only thing i had planned was that matilda was going to lose her shit on you like that was the only thing i was like if you guys let mordred die matilda's gonna lose her shit but it's gonna be more of like a solemn like fuck you guys i'm out and then it was more of a like well fuck you matilda i don't give a shit my sister's still alive and i was like what and so then I had her like go god mode and stuff. Well, Linnell didn't say it exactly like Linnell that. literally said, "Well, I am happy because I am just an in for my family and money. So I'm sorry, but I don't give a shit." Well, no, it was mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. Matilda was going like all batshit crazy on everyone, and it was like, "Listen, I told y'all from the beginning that I was only in this for my siblings. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. like it's not my fault that all this other shit." 
happened. You I'm know? excited to recount this entire this entire prelude for the the podcast. Like we'll have a couple sessions where we meet and just talk about how the what our prelude was, how that impacted the story and everything, how the characters grew in it. Some characters grew literal titties. Some characters grew siblings. Some characters grew pumpkin following and like and you some know. characters had penis missiles peanut missiles yes that was yeah i'm not surprised by that i did not plan for that but i love it we had ginormous penises ramming into monsters mouths that were devouring the souls of children and i the was priest. like yeah and the priest yeah and the priest yes we love it when giant monsters penis gets shoved into priest's mouths yes <laughs> and so like we're about to start a quiet year which i am so I'm be very honest i don't know what quiet year is well you need to listen to a couple podcasts that we've sent you recommendations to it's a very fun game mode guys that we'll talk about later but pretty much you it's a world building game you go through a card you pretty much go a week through each season and the uh in preparation of apocalypse so you create an apocalypse that's going to happen and you and your friends the other players are creating the we're pretty much playing god creating the world so we're creating the landscape the characters the major moves the cities that are being developed the famines the the bands like everything we create it out of our imagination between making choices between a good and bad thing each card we get and there's like consequences and perks for everything okay and so it's really really fun i'm very excited for doing mm-hmm. it i'm very excited too yeah um i think it'll be fun but yeah, D and D was a trip. It lasted five hours. Um, yes, because that that was the last arc I did in one session. Mm-hmm. So like, it really would have been four different sessions if I really like, like if I took it like really seriously. Yeah, and I there was a lot of things I did very quickly skim over. Like you guys suddenly get there. Yes, <laughs> we suddenly get there with ease. With ease, no problems. This the what? What did I say? It's smooth. It's smooth like karaoke out here. Yes. The waters were smooth, like karaoke. <laughs> Once again, and everyone just like, well, I think you and Aaron were like unfazed by it. And then Taylor and Gabe were like looking at me like I was a crazy person. Mm-hmm. I'm, and you were really like, guys, I'm used to this bullshit. Like, you just got to get used to it. Well, I just instantly like looked at, and I was like, okay, you got to explain your thought process. <laughs> like, if you don't, they're not going to understand. You're not going to understand anything. Kind of like what I said earlier. I was like, oh, yeah, you know, Gasai is the apple to the heart of my apple. Yes. Which was not quite the expression we were looking for. But I understood where you were going with it. That's good. It's good. Yeah. Uh, my week has been great-ish, kind of, sort of. It's been interesting. I went home for a day for the 4th of July. Oh, really? Which was going home for less than 24 hours, which mm-hmm. was great. Um, and then I played D&D the day before we played D&D on Sunday, so Saturday, because that's how time works. <laughs> I'm so sorry. We didn't play D&D on Saturday. I did with oh, my you friends. Did. Where I played a, ca- a pirate that died because he can't throw bombs through a window. And I tried it six times and blew myself up each time. Admiral Kai. Uh, well, Admiral Kai is more like dead Kai because of fall damage on top of a roof. And you know what my party did instead of resurrecting me what? or like healing me? They used my body as an anchor for the grappling hook they used from my hand. So they used like they shot it from my arm. Because I have a hook for in hand, and they just like put a bear on my body so I would stay still while they climbed up the grappling hook. I kid you not. Ingenuity. I was like, and I was like, should I just roll a new character? Like, yeah, 
we're not gonna save him we his bombs were used and that's all that mattered and i was and they literally picked up the remaining bonds on my body what character did you play after that oh that was the end of the session oh was it so i'm bringing out lindell <laughs> which is gonna be great yes. level seven rogues baby they're crazy level seven rogue but yeah um i mean i haven't done a whole lot else this week I'm going to be very honest. I've been super boring this yeah, week. I I will say I spent $50 in books yesterday. Oh, I'm proud of you. What did you buy? I bought the Shadow and Bone Trilogy. Okay. And then I bought this humongous ass book called The Pyrie of the Orange Tree. Okay, nice, nice. Which is an epic fantasy. Oh, that'll be fun. That's exciting. It's lesbians fighting dragons. Oh, we love a good lesbian fighting dragon story. Yes. It's I'm, it's a, what, a euphemism. Wait, no, it's not a euphemism. It's a drachifism. I what don't is know it? what that was. I don't know where I was going with that thought train. The thought train yeah. crashed and burned in Home Depot. No, literally today I was like in the lab and I was going to do something. I clicked on the right thing. But within a split second, I forgot what I was doing, and I had to sit there, and I had to think really hard about where I was going and what I was doing. And somebody came over, and they were like, what are you stuck on? And I was like, I'm not stuck on anything. I just forgot what I was doing. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking feel that. That was me so much when I was home for the 4th of July. Like, D&D always drains me a ton after doing those long sessions. So the next day, I literally was like... Where's my phone? Oh, it's in my hand. Where's my... Oh, my headphones are in my... Where's my keys? I'm driving. Okay. And that was literally like my entire day. Mm -hmm. I was just like, where's my fedora? And then I was like, I don't own a fedora. Where's my fedora? (laughs) I'm sorry. I sound high now, don't I? We went from six level six, Maddie, to now like level three i don't know where this level i don't is. know this is... honestly i'm just making shit up as i go you know that's how we all live life at this point mm-hmm. speaking of making up shit as we go what are we reviewing today mo <laughs> <laughs> so this week maddie we are reviewing the anime feature diary Which y'all know that this holds a special place in me and Maddie's anime hearts and our anime friendship. I love this anime so much. I don't love this anime. I love a specific character in this anime. But honestly, it kind of brings me a little bit of pride that I was the one that introduced you to your uh, was like soft, soft flex. But, you know, I'm the one that made you have a waifu and made you this crazy, insane person that's doing this podcast mm-hmm. with me now. So I manipulated this from day one. Yeah, <laughs> I was the one. I'm the mastermind. I was the I'm one the, pulling the strings. Okay, everything. Honestly, we're going to like from in five years from now, we're going to be on this podcast or wherever. We're going to be talking with a group of friends, maybe our weddings. Not our wedding. We're literally podcasting at our weddings. (laughs) (laughs) Hold up, babe. I'm going to go record an episode. We got. I show up. I'm like, Mo, we didn't record this week. We forgot again. Hold on, Maddie. I'm going to go toss the bouquet real quick. (laughs) 100%. That's going to be what We got to go do the chicken dance. We'll be back. The chicken chicken dance? Yeah. That's like a, like common dance is that like the bride and their dad wedding dance oh you can tell me weddings i've been to baby um but yeah podcasting or wedding but but yeah i honestly i feel like in five years from now we're gonna look back on our life and you're gonna be like 
we're going to look at this and like, Maddie, the reason why we are friends today, why we have this D&D group, why we do this D&D podcast, why we're even friends now, how we met our spouses, is because I introduced you to Future Diary. And you know Gossai became your waifu. So in the end of the day, Future Diary is what has created us and made us the people we are today. It all comes down to Future Diary. If middle school Molly hadn't been on YouTube watching anime and she found, you know, an abridged version of Future Diary, we'd never be here. Guys, Future Diary literally is us. Yes. <laughs> Where the fuck is this going? <laughs> Talk about a ringing endorsement, like, before we even started reviewing this anime. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Mo, would you like to introduce the show, do some production information before the excitement of the rest of this review will be? Yeah, let's get into some production information, guys. So the anime was directed by Naoto Hosoda. The music is by Tatsuya Kato. Studio is a shred. A shred? Yes. Like a shred of doubt? It's like ass read. Oh, ass read. Yeah, that's but completely different. Ash A S R E A D. But ass read. I like ass read. it. I like ass read better. I feel like ass read and I. Like I could work for a company named Ass Read. Ass we read. should email this company and be like, "How about you add a hyphen and make an it an extra ass read. S and ass read." Ass read. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a D&D villain name right there. Astrid. Astrid. Astrid, the queen of darkness. Literally everybody just makes fun of their name. Straight up. Oh, did I tell you what my other D&D group's campaign is going to be? No. Side note. So I'm playing another group with my big, my little, and Mr. Rona on mm-hmm. our current party. Uh, and I'm going to do a purely villain evil arc. Like an, the whole theme of it is they're going to be villains trying to disrupt the world. Mm-hmm. And it's gonna be just pure chaos. And I love it. I have to really think about it because you know, like usually, like in a D and D campaign, you have an overall goal, and then you have like stakes, right? Well, in this case, the stakes are to destroy the world, but there's no like reason to do that other than you know stop good, you know. So I have to figure out like it's an it's a unique perspective, which I'm enjoying this because this is gonna make me really think about how writing good villains and like how does a villain mm-hmm. create a good story. They have to have motivation, they have to have reasons or not. Maybe they're just gonna be chaos and it's just gonna be fun. But you know me. I might start something like, Oh, this is just a simple, you know, fight the zombies uh, uh arc, you know, and, and save and save the little girl and then it becomes a oh wow, I have to choose between my siblings. You know, that's how it devolves. So you know that my sessions are going to get kind of weird. Mm-hmm. But I'm kind of thinking, like, introducing some future diary shit into it. You know, like, some tropes that we're about to talk about. Because time travel would be fun. And psychotic individuals are always fun to play. Mm-hmm. And, like, okay. Oh, I would love to play Unigasai. I'm getting so many ideas. Okay, continue. <laughs> Sorry. All I'll right. reduce this, right? Yes. Uh, the original run for the anime was October 10th, 2011. Wow. Through April 16th, 2012. It, it is, is an old 10 years anime. old. I would love this show. I would love for Future to get a, um, like a fruit baskets treatment of like a, um, a remake. So like the Brotherhood treatment? Not the Brotherhood treatment, but like, like just a remake. 
I guess it's a the Brotherhood treatment. Is yeah, that, is that that's the, the kind of like term for like an anime getting a remake. So like Higurashi, Fruit Baskets. I would love for Future Diary to also get that because I know it's like such a polarizing show. Like you either mm-hmm. love it or you hate it. Like guys, there is no in between. This is not a show where people are like in the middle. Almost everyone's like, this is a terrible show or it's a great show. But I would still love to see this show and like all its gore with like. Demon Here's Slayer graphics. The thing though is that typically the shows that get the Brotherhood treatment are ones that are super popular. I know, like Brotherhood, Fruits Basket, Higarashi, all those well, are. Future Diary deserves it too. Future Diary has kind of that underground fan base where people are either loyal or it's like a shit fest. Yeah. Well, as a loyal fan of, or Future they like Diary. it like. They like it ironically. Okay, well, as one of those ironically liking it fans, um, I demand a remake. Actually, I'm not saying I hope. I am demanding. Now, we are moving to new territory. I'm starting to get heated. I was trying to stay calm. Now we're getting passionate. Oh, yeah. Also, did you know that cocaine really affects your sex life? What? Like, cocaine, like, really messes up your, like, stuff during sex. Well, I imagine any kind of... Drug one. Sorry, I I watched that on Snapchat. Anyway, you have twenty thousand things going through your mind today, don't you? No, I'm I'm perfect sane. I'm thinking about playing video games later tonight and just getting a twelve pack and playing games tonight. Do you think that's a good? Should I endorse this? Mo, Mo, do you endorse this behavior? I mean, go for it. It's not like you're going anywhere doing anything. You're right. Anyway, what are we talking about? Like, can you continue? It has 26 episodes yeah. in one OVA. Because <laughs> literally everything that I've said about this production information, you have made a comment on it. Well, now you made a comment about it. So are you finished yet? This took really long time. Yeah, I'm done. Okay, okay. Okay. So now I have to do a synopsis and I'm going to wing it. When do you not wing it? When I write the Guilty Crown... <laughs> synopsis um so first off actually we're gonna start with this this full disclosure guys this episode is gonna be full of major spoilers for this show that are like literally the whole reason why you've watched the show is like these integral plot points so i'm gonna try to do a synopsis that doesn't spoil it too much but after we finish the synopsis this is most likely just gonna be a spoiler fest because it's too good not to be so um let's think uh, so, Future Diary is a story that revolves around our character, Yuki. Yuki is your t- typical, like, loner character that walks around with his head in his phone, writing everything down in a diary. And in this diary, sometimes he goes... Which, I'm going to say one thing, but honestly, it's really kind of stupid to keep a diary in a flip phone. Like, three for L. Well, this is before oh, they had iPhones, Mo. I still think it's really stupid. I would rather write things down. No, because when you got the when you got the freaking flip phone, it's the cool dude. I had a flip phone in high school. I got good at typing on that flip phone. I was like, I was like, zoom, 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 zoom. I was zooming. I could type so fast. I don't know. I still think it was the stupidest thing that he kept a diary on a flip phone. You know, there are some flaws with the show. Moving on to the synopsis again. 
Um, but pretty much he has this phone that it tells him about everything that's going on around him. Like, that's what he's doing. Like, he's just – he's the observer. He res- records about everything. And then one day, he pulls a blanket over his head and somehow is transported to a magical world in his mindscape where he meets Doc's ex Machia. Is that his name? It's Deuce ex Machina. Oh, that's close. Um, he pretty much is the god of time and space, but it's an imaginary friend in Yuki's head. Uh, plot twist, he's not imaginary. He's actually the god of time and space, and he's dying, so he's decided to gift 12 psychotic individuals diaries that can tell them the future based on their personality or whatever they do in their life to record information. So then all of a sudden, they're in a battle royale game. Think Hunger Games, but with flip phones uh, and a lot of guns and, and explosions. people of all and, ages and, killing each other. True. Um, going around trying to win the head, the head, the, the prize of time of God in space, uh, which in its surface, I think is a pretty good premise. Um, and then pretty much the show gets bad shit crazy with the characters' backstories and their motivations and the abilities they have. And then you get, you know, Gasai, who is queen. She is iconic. She is a mood. She is the epitome of feminism. No, she's not. Actually, that's the complete opposite of feminism. Feminism? I don't know where I'm going with this. I don't know where you're going with it either. This woman is amazing. She and is she, yandere. She's a yandere. And she literally defines what love is. And what... No. Yes. No, don't yep. you put mm-hmm. that out there with mm-hmm. other people. Mm-hmm. No. Mm-hmm. Whatever Matt T. <laughs> <laughs> says about Yunogasai in love... Please disregard everything no, no, that he no. says. She is the definition of devotion and loyalty. You can't argue with that. She's loyal. She will only have eyes for you, Kine. You also have to realize, though, that loyalty and devotion can become very toxic. You know, maybe this is why I've yet to find love in my life, but we'll get back to that. But anyway... Back to the synopsis. Pretty much the show is just about these people trying going around trying to figure out who the other diary users are, who they don't know because it's secret, and pretty much, you know, their diaries will tell them the future to a point where like they get dead end on it, which means they're about to die by like for whatever, and they have to change their future. So then these twelve diary users are just kind of fighting to the death, and every episode it's pretty much like, ah, a week has passed, and now we're gonna fight another diary user. And then, you know, it keeps going on like that for a while until the last couple episodes, which is like the most insane plot twist I've ever seen in any type of media, period. And then some of the craziest random things happening. I will still hate that you guessed the plot twist (laughs) that I was so excited to show you. And I guessed it, like, super early in the show, You guessed it in, like, like, what, like, 12th episode? Uh, Before the opening changed. I think it was like I was going to say I'm going to give my guess right when the opening changed. And I gave my guess and I guessed it. And you were like, what the fuck? I was like, I didn't see that coming. Like, What the fuck? I was like, you just ruined it. (laughs) I ruined Mo's rewatching of Future Diary Experience. Well, I was like, I was so excited to show you that plot twist because I thought like, oh, yeah, like this whole plot twist is going to make him like. I don't know, shit his pants or something. Well, no, I totally get what that feeling is, though, because when I f- showed the show to Luke and he was watching it, I was like, the whole time I was watching, I'm like, okay, guess the plot twist, guess the plot twist, what do you think it is? And he's like, um, maybe, you know, uh, this is like, you know, Yuno's twin? And I was like, 
interesting thought. And then he would say things, and I don't think there was a single time he guessed anything correctly. This is all a simulation. This, I think he might have guessed that at one point. Um, and it was just funny. It was fun to watch. And then watching his reaction, he was like, what the fuck am I watching? And I was like, yeah, that's warranted. Mm-hmm. Uh, given if it was me watching it with you, like when we did, and it was genuinely, I never guessed it. it I would have been on the, I would have been standing up being like, what the fuck just happened? See, and I like, that's what I want. Like, I want to show you a show where you can't guess what the plot twist is. And then it comes up and you literally look at me like, what the fuck did I just watch? Watch Attack on Titan season four, buddy. Get on it. You've already seen it. Uh, you need to watch Attack on Titan season I, four. Listen, I already know. You still need to watch it. I know. You still need to watch it. But anyway, I think that pretty much wraps up the synopsis of uh, Future Diary. Um, it's actually pretty straightforward. It's very easy to follow. It really introduces the whole like diary stuff pretty well. It's really easy to grasp. Um, there's a lot of text on the screen though, because of them reading their diaries, which are entertaining. And sometimes you kind of have to pause to be able to read like what, cause they don't read back what's on their phone. No, they, it's just on the phone, which I appreciate. Cause can you imagine if this show generally read like everything constantly? Mm-hmm. But then it's like, we also have to think like, you know, this was like made in Japan, mainly for people that speak Japanese. This so, is true. It's you not know, for us. They don't really like need to have it like spoken back That's to true. them. It's that like... is very, very true. But yeah, I think that wraps up the story. Is there anything else about the story that you'd like to make points at? I think you kind of covered it. Oh, I do have one thing. Um, So I kind of read, I was like when I was doing research for the episode, for this episode, and looking around on Future Diary, a lot of people felt like the show's pacing was really bad. Like it was super fast-paced. And I don't feel that way about the show. I think the show is actually paced pretty well. There's a couple episodes where I'm like bored. Because I'm like, there's nothing going on here. Or, well, like, I, like, would have been really upset if they went through, like, the entire season and then only had, like, gotten through, like, a handful of, like, the 12 people yeah, that true. were, like, they were supposed to, like, fight. Yeah. And they spent, like, five episodes on, like, one person instead of really, like, the one to two Mm-hmm. That they spent on like each person in their diary. Well, because like I feel like even though there's a lot of char- there's a lot of characters in this show, they did do justice in the term the amount of time they spent on each character. I feel like. Well, because like it it's not supposed to be of like you get to know like the other like diary users and stuff and kind of get to like form like you know this attachment to them. You know, like mm-hmm. how some shows kind of want to do that and. They'll drag things out so that way you start feeling some way about, like, the other party, you know, and, but it was, like, this was just supposed to be, like, you know, kind of how I think of, like, from, like, Yuki's point of view, you know, like, he just met these people. Yeah, I mean, I I feel like we definitely were, like, following the main character's perspective on anything, and I appreciated that. We even got more than they did. And but I I did I do agree to a certain extent. I kind of wish that the show was split into two seasons, twenty six episodes for the, um, the whole battle royale portion of the game, of the show. And then I wish there was like a second ten episode season that was just following the final like four episodes that was done in the anime. I will say though that I think that the reason people think that it's 
sped up is because like it was like the day the end of the world came and then it was like everything went so quick it did go very and it kind of got very really good. confusing yeah. at that point about what was happening and like you know the ending is it, it pretty much is like it's the show is a steady train of craziness that keeps like going faster and faster and then i'll be honest towards the ending it kind of implodes into a fiery ball of burning plot holes that are so big that like hippos can fit in them yeah and like there is a lot of like plot holes as big as like galaxy the entire universe ripping apart like it did in the show Mm -hmm. and like a lot happens at the end that's just so fucking confusing like there's like three different versions of one character it gets like really insane well and like that's where like i always got confused about it and stuff and i was like like what is this is this like reality now is this reality like in a future or is it like an alternate reality they well, never not, really explained that very well not to even mention the ova redial that is the proper ending of the anime which by the way is actually pretty decent it really fixes the ending because the ending of the existing anime of the original 26 episode uh isn't amazing it's pretty unsatisfying yeah. Like it it makes sense. Like it's a good like it's a it's a justified ending for the show and makes sense. But it's also kind of like this is fucking depressing and this kind of sucks. Like we well, just kind of like also like how did this happen? Yeah. Like this doesn't make any sense. Yeah, there, too. like the plot hole of there's so many plot holes. Like let's let's just go through the mini plot holes real quick, Mel. Um the god of time and space is dying. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. <clears throat> like couldn't he just will himself to right also why can't the god of time and space bring back the dead that doesn't make any sense to me but also like why would the god of time and space want to do a battle royale of the most psychotic individuals that are across the world that are destroying in japan like you would think the god of time and space would know everybody and know who he was gonna pick as his I, I, i do think that this is not so much a plot hole as more like i think he just wanted to be entertained he picked the 12 most emotionally unstable and psychotic individuals, which I could also argue by choosing people that are emotionally vulnerable gives them a certain empathy and compassion that could really help shape a world. You know, like it could really bring a little oomph to like their design. So I can kind of get behind that. I can't get behind like the fact that he's dying. I can't get behind like so many of the time loop loophole problems what's going on with you know's memories what's going on with uh the white hair guy whose name i can't remember at the moment all the paradoxes that <laughs> so, should be happening but so many paradoxes that aren't taking place given though this anime and the manga came out way before like other material covering time travel came out like before paradoxes really were a thing but mm-hmm. still like there's a lot of issues with the ending yeah also like Yuki's decisions of just sitting in the the pit of nothingness and just staring at his phone for all eternity. Well, the whole thing of like him just deciding that he's like not going to do anything the entire show. And I mean the entire The entire show. No, no, show. he goes balls for like two episodes. And I'm like, who is this man? And then he's a But still, I feel like a majority again. of the time he still makes you know do shit. Yeah. He doesn't do anything. And then he gets his willy wet and then he's just a pussy again. Like, literally, that's what happened. He was, like, being a badass for, like, a little bit. And then he had sex. And then he, yeah. he no longer was a badass. I don't know. I think it just kind of, like, made me mad of the fact that he was so, like, he was so upset about being together with Yuno and all of that kind of shit. 
but still got into situations where he was constantly around her and he was constantly like relying on her for shit. Okay, I'll be honest though, I would rely on you know God's side too. If she showed up and walked down the street, I'd be like, yeah, that bitch for me. And then, <laughs> but no, like in all seriousness, uh, Yuki, I guess we can start blending into characters. Yuki is our main character. He is your classic, think um, Shinji from Neo and Genesis Evangelion. Yes. Literally in character design and a personality and emotional stability. And that is literally who we have. And he just walks around as an observer on his diary. And he's a whiny bitch the entire anime and useless and pathetic. And the only reason he does anything interesting or succeeds at all in this Battle Royale game is because Yuno Gasai is, and I quote, really fucking good at killing people. Yeah. Yeah. Like, she's just insanely good at killing people. And Yuki's like, there's multiple times Yuki's like, she's batshit crazy. She might kill me. But also, I need to use her because there's no way I'm going to win this game without her. And Which, honestly, yeah. smart strategy, but stupid. You know, it's a great strategy until he gets kidnapped and locked in a basement with her parents' skulls and drugged up for weeks. I think it was an entire month, actually. Yeah. I will say, though, that I do applaud him for kind of growing some balls in that situation. And bitch slapping her? Yes. She deserved but it. But then he literally just went right back. Because she needed him. Yeah. No, he tried to do it on his own for a little bit, and then she kind of mucked it up, their plan, and then they're like, fuck, she's back. And then he's like... And then, like, the one of the other player, like the other players in the Battle Royale was like... Why are you such a pussy? Why aren't you standing up for your girl? I'm like, dude, do you see this rela- This woman? She's psychotic. Like, you should be running. Even though I love you, you know, guys, I please don't hate me. But like, like, she could stand up for herself. She is perfectly con- fine doing that. But yeah, that's Yuki. And he is a pussy bitch and probably the most infuriating thing about this entire anime. Now that we've finished talking about my romantic rival, now we talk about my waifu. You know, Gasai, a goddess. A literal god amongst men. I will let you talk about her. Oh, damn straight. If you even try to get a word in here, I would like literally rip your throat out and step on it like, I don't know. Go for it. Thank you. You know, Gasai, she is a goddess. She is a queen. She is the embodiment of love. She is the Eve to my Adam. She is the heart to my apple. And she is like love incarnate. She is amazing in every way. And you know what the most attractive thing about her? No, you don't get to speak. (laughs) Is her ability to murder people with any object that she finds worthy. This woman shows devotion, loyalty, and love in a way that is unmatched and unparalleled to any other media I've ever watched. She is... Literally on a different plane of existence. Almost like a god. Wink, wink. And nudge, nudge. Not a spoiler. At all. And she's just the embodiment of everything. And that is why I have a shrine dedicated to this woman. That is in my closet back in Stillwater because I forgot it. And I was literally going to set it up for this episode, but we don't have it with it. But I have a samurai sword to her. I have a... Uh, candles and incense and a little painting that Mo made for me and you know it's just you know it's amazing 
She has pink pink hair. She she just has such a sweet voice. She has great eyes when they look through mail slots at you. The way that she knocked someone's mother unconscious because, you know, someone was getting in the way between her and her man. I love that. I want to be that man. The way that she kept her man protected from everyone by locking her up in a basement. That's love. That is love, Mo. I'll, I'll let you share your opinion on this woman. If she wanted to, she would. She, nothing's stopping this woman. Literally, death will not stop her. Reality falling apart will not stop her. You are absolutely right. <laughs> 100%. But no, in all seriousness, this woman is batshit crazy. And she is psychotic. And she is so... Has a very unhealthy obsession with Yuki from one interaction that she had with him. Honestly, I can relate to that. I feel like you know Gasai and I are a lot more but alike. But then again, we also had to remember all of these tra- all of these characters have trauma. Yeah, guys, I think a better episode for this show instead of Future Die would be um I don't know, Trauma Roulette. And what what trauma can we shove at this person that can one up the previous character's trauma that we just introduced? Right? And I think you know Gasai's trauma trumps them all. Even though most of it's self-induced, uh, kind of. I don't know. Is she crazy? Not in the beginning. Because here's a spoiler. If y'all don't want to know, go on. Skip. I'll give you a second. You should have turned off this episode by now if you didn't want spoilers. So keep in mind that when this game is being played, that it's the second time. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And so... You knows uh trauma wasn't self inflicted uh the first time. Yeah. It the, was her parents. The first time she was doing a philosophy with her parents, her parents were being the super. The second abusive. time it was self inflicted. Second time she literally went back into the pat into a different timeline and literally killed her past like her herself to replace her and locked away her memory so she could relive her fantasy with Yuki. Which, honestly, I just see as devotion and love right there. That is, that's what you should do for anyone. I would do that for anyone. So you would kill your, pat, your like, alternate reality self? Yeah. If I could be with the person I love again. You're getting into some, like, Scarlet Witch shit from, you know, like, Multiverse of I know, I just started watching clips of it. I feel like the universe knows that I was about to watch you. I mean, honestly, maybe Scarlet Witch will be my new waifu. She's my Marvel waifu. She's always been my Marvel waifu. I think she's everybody's Marvel waifu. Uh, Elizabeth Olsen. That is a tall glass of cheese right there. That is beautiful. I love it. Tall glass of cheese? Yeah, like, you know, it's really good. (laughs) Yeah, you know, it's really good. (laughs) No, it's like beautiful. Is that not an expression? No. What's the expression? Like a tall glass of wine. Mm. No, it's a tall glass of water. Maybe. Or like finely timed cheese. Finely molded cheese. Finely cured cheese. Finely aged. Finely aged cheese. But that's talking about like somebody older. Well, this is an older version of her, kind of. No. You know what's crazy to think about in this show, though, is if Yuno continued doing this time loop thing, uh, eventually she would be significantly older from one point. Like, she would look like 
two or three years older than like one day she's in class and then she's the like next 21 day, <laughs> trying to get 20. with a 14 year old and it's like what you're like hold up this is getting weird again so yeah because another thing people keep giving me a hard time about they're like Matt maddie you know is literally 15 i'm like no 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 she is a little god so it's okay and i felt i yeah she's a god she has no age that's fine and just because she's my waifu does not mean I want to, you know, be with her that way. Romantically. No, I want to be with her not romantically. I just want to get kidnapped and locked in a basement and stepped on. So, S&M? I think it's, is that BDS or S&M? Isn't S&M like abbreviations for a, uh, the, the... Sadist and masochist? No, it's like the, isn't it that the abbreviations for like that Walmart brand, like Sam Club, that is literally not the same abbreviations, is it? S&M means sadist and masochist. Oh. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> so which one are you? Sam Club. <laughs> literally, which one are you, sadist or masochist? I'm the Sam's Club. <laughs> Yeah, that's me. I'm Sam's Club, dude. I want to buy everything in bulk. Just doesn't make any sense, does it? Absolutely not. Moe's over my shit. She literally, like, turned her physical body away from me. Honestly, I just have to put my back against this wall because my back is killing me. How do you think I feel? I slouch like this every time I play video games. You must have a terrible back. It's fine. I stretch. And I do. I work out. <laughs> I do not. Anyway, you know Gaslight, she's amazing. But in all seriousness, Mo, do you have any criticisms that you would like or any other opinions of this character that would help us explain the show better to people? That... Honestly, the only pe- reason why people watch the show is for you know Gaslight. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody watches it for Yuki because everybody always ends up hating Yuki. So <laughs> Everyone hates Yuki so much. And, you know, is literally the queen of yandere. Like, that, she literally defined the yandere genre. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. But anyway, so that is Yuki and, you know, our two main characters. I think we really only have, like, two more main characters to talk yeah, about. Yeah, honestly. And then the rest, honestly, just go watch the anime. Honestly, yeah, go watch the anime. It's more fun. We can, like, speed dial, like, speed dial. <laughs> See what I did there? Phones and laugh at my jokes. Well, uh... <laughs> Most straight up did not react to that. I thought it was funny. No. No? Okay. Anyway, Mo, uh, who who's another main character you feel like we should talk about? Mine. Which one's this one? Three. Oh, the terrorist? Yes. Yes. I love Number this three. character. Because she is kind of like main character adjacent. Yeah, she, she I think she kind of steals the show in a lot of moments. If Yuno wasn't so batshit crazy, this this girl would 100% have the show. Well, like, I also like her motives change throughout the whole, like... Yeah, they do. Like, and she's kind of, like, seen as, like, an antagonist in the beginning, but by the end, she's, like, one of the party. Yeah. You know? Well, even then, I don't really consider her as, like, on the... Like, she's one of the team, you know? I feel like she's more of, like... She really, truly has her own motivations for everything she does, and I like that. Like, I like how much this character grows and changes based on these events because she's the only character that really does. Because Yuno's character never changes. Yuki's character is the only whiny bitch the entire time. This is the only character that truly grows in the entire anime. Yeah. 
where it's kind of like she's like, you know, maybe like killing everyone to be god of time and space isn't what it's cracked up to be. Yeah, she's like, I'm over this shit. I just want to beat the shit out of you, kid, because you're causing a lot of fucking problems. Mm -hmm. That's literally what, like, at the end, that's what she does. She's like, fuck you. And I love that. I love every minute of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that is Miname. Uh, There's also, you get to also, that's not how you say her name, is it? Mine. Mine. You also see her titties a lot in this show for some reason. There's a lot of fan service in this anime. Every female, every female character, you have some sort of fan service for. Because it's a shonen. Yeah, and it came out in 2011, so it makes sense. But yeah, and then, actually, this is one of my favorite characters. Um, Akise Aru is literally one of my favorite characters. Akise. Akise. He is your classic. He literally is like, if Light Yagami was in Future Diary as a non-diary user who didn't get the death note, this is that guy. Who is a detective. Who is a detective. Wait, it's like Light and L had a love child. And it's Akise. Yep. And you know who he's voiced by? You know who he's voiced by? Yes. Bring it back, Mo. Bring it back. Where's Todd? I love it so much. I love this man. He he actually played this part very well, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he is, your, he is a non-diary user who is a little flamey, you know, a little bit. He's got a little... He's, like, uh, he's a little... He's got the hand little hand flip. flip. <laughs> Thanks, Mo. And he... Okay, actually, no. This is the biggest plot hole of the entire show. Why are so many people in love with Yuki? It makes no sense. If fucking Yuki can get, one, this beautiful goddess woman named Yuno... And then he can also steal the, this this cold and mysterious man. Where am I? What is what is going on with me, Mo? I need to I need to be more like Yuki. No, you, no. nobody <laughs> needs to be more like Yuki. <laughs> no, go home now. But I don't know. Slight frustration. Anyway, back to Akise. He pretty much is just um, a detective that kind of figures out there's this det- um, diary user shit going on. He's figuring out some murders that are going on, which is where the diary users like duking it out, killing other diary users with... And other people. And random other people. And then he... In the end, he has an interesting plot twist, but the way... The best part of this character is the way he died. Uh, like... He figures all this shit out. He figures out the plot. I am this character. I am Akise um, in this anime. A little bit and um he literally like realizes what's going on and he's walking towards yuki typing on his phone like i'm telling you the massive issue that's about to happen to you and then you know decapitates him and he keeps walking and then smooches her man is decapitated which i don't quite figure understand how that works like this isn't not you know that's not how decapitation works but we're gonna go with it but i love that moment i was like oh, he kissed a boy Yes. And a shonen anime that came out in 2011. Kiss the main character. I mean, you know, lost her shit. Oh, yeah. Good. Understandably. But, you know, I love the character. Mm-hmm. But he was amazing. But, yeah, I think that those are the main characters, right? Do you want to just kind of like... Oh, uh, well, then I, w- I would also say the detective. Oh, is yeah. Kind of the He's kind of a big deal. K.O. He's more of a bigger deal in, like, the beginning of the show than at the end because... Of course, he ends up dying. Dies. Spoiler. But he's kind of the one that kind of like got on Yuki's good side. 
even though he was a diver user himself and kind of tricked. Yeah, he was manipulated to um, kind of lose his shit early on in the game. But yeah, the detective, he's great. He really helps and support Yuno and Yuki for a little bit, gets manipulated, goes batshit crazy, Um, as all the characters do. Can I bullet point real quick for the other characters? Yes. We got the murderer. We got the toddler. We got the couple, which, by the way, couple goals, you know, that couple was solid. We got the mother of the orphanage. We got the little fucking mare. We got the terrorist. We got one and two, which are our main characters. We got, oh, I'm forgetting a couple. The couple. I already said the couple. You did? Uh, we got, oh, the dog dude. The fortune teller. Right? Oh, we got the scroll chick. Talk about trauma. <laughs> that we got bitch. the weird, like, The Power dude? Ranger guy? Yes, yeah. Power Ranger. And then uh, we're the, forgetting someone. Did you say teacher? I did say the teacher, the murderer. I said 11. I'm forgetting someone. So, oh, the detective. I didn't here. say the detective Yeah, again. let's. So Yuki's one, Yuno's two, Mine's three, mm-hmm. detective's four. Yeah. The fortune teller girl is... Six. Who's five? Is it the little boy? I don't remember. Uh, we only know the first four because they're the only ones that matter. Okay, first four. But fortune teller girl, little boy, um, mother. The couple. The couple, which are... Two numbers. They take up two numbers, right? No, they're just one person. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. The, the couple. The mayor. Power Ranger. The Power Ranger. The mayor. We have two more. The uh, the dog dude and the murderer. Dog dude, murderer. Yes. There Good you job, go. Mo. We did it. We figured it out. And each And what's really cool is each person's diary has a very unique, like, like, it's unique to their personality. So, mm-hmm. like, the detective is the casework diary. So, he sees the cases of his, um like, different crimes and stuff. So, if he causes a crime to happen and an investigation be opened up, he now can see that person's future. Mm-hmm. So, that's how he starts tricking Yuki and Yuno. The terrorist diary has the escape diary. And it's just interesting. Um, so, that's all, all of our characters, like, briefly highlighted. Um, for character development, like as we already stated, there is like literally no character development. It's all about how we're going to kill each other. Yuki grows balls for a little bit and then gets kind of badass and then kills a bunch of, or he literally kills a bunch of orphans and then, you know, has sex and then becomes a pussy again. Yeah. Sounds about right. That literally sums up that character. And then I get to do the fan fiction part, which Mo, I was shocked. Just take a guess of how much fan fiction there is out here for this anime. I have an exact number. Just take a guess. How many works do you think there is? A thousand. 226. And that's it. Only 22 are explicit. I'm going to be very honest with you. Future Diary in itself is kind of fan fiction. I know. That's what I was kind of thinking. I'm like... You don't really need fan fiction because you just watch Future Diary and you get everything you want. Like, you literally got Akise and Yuki kissing. You got everything you want in the most graphic, horrible way possible. Like, like literally, I feel like Future Diary is every fanfic trope packed into one it show. It really, literally, it literally, maybe this is why I love fan fiction so much. This is I've been trying to find Future Diary content everywhere. But pretty much, uh, the most popular pairing is Yuki and Yuno. Shocker. Which is... Surprising, because Archive Our Own usually is populated by the same sex tropes, like couples. I'm going to guess that the 
second best is Aki saying Yuki. It is. And you know who the third top one is? The terrorist pairing with the detective dude, like the side detective. That which was really cute. Oh, there was also a solid ten fix about Aki saying you know, which just made me so uncomfortable. A what fix? Like ten solid fix. Like actual fan fictions about Akise and Yuno. Did you read them? No, I did not read them. <laughs> but I did um at one time read most of these fan fictions out there for Yuki and um Akise because I didn't need to watch read any of the ones of Yuki and Yuno because they were all pretty boring. Because uh, I did read some of them and I just had to watch the anime to see that, and I was totally content. Um, so some of the tags I found. Oh, also I did find one pick. Uh, one fic. The murderer, the teacher, and Yuki. And there was a lot of not great tags associated with it. I literally wrote you next to it in comments. I, yeah, I don't think that that's a good idea in general. Yeah, no. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There was also a couple pairings of him and his dad. No. Yeah, yeah. But not with his mom, incest which kind of surprised me. Incest is not the incest. Incest is not incest in this case. No. For this anime. Some animes can pull it off. This anime, not so much. Uh, some of the tags I read that uh, kind of made me uncomfortable. BDS, BDSM, sadist, and master slash pet. Can you just Isn't take it? Isn't that a, what you want, though? Um, no, I want Sam's Club, baby. <laughs> Give me fucking Sam's Club in a fanfic. If, for all of our fans out there, can someone please write... A fan fiction of me in a Sam's Club. It's like Fantasy Costco. Fantasy. Oh, dude, it's gonna fantasy be Fantasy Costco, gonna, but Fantasy Sam's Club. It's gonna be Fantasy Sam's Club. It's gonna be amazing. But you want to take a guess who BDSM Sadist and Master Slash Pet pairing was all for? Aki saying you Yuki. No, no, it was for the terrorist, and her. I could see it though. Yeah, mm-hmm. I could totally see it. Oh, and then I found this one fic, and I'm just mm-hmm. going to read the summary to you. Okay. 15 years after the survival game, Yuki is now a mercenary sent into the Russian Wild West to investigate the illegal activities. The Russian Wild West? <laughs> yeah, straight up. The Russian Wild West to investigate the illegal activities of a shady multi-international, which is misspelled, it's international, <laughs> corporation. Rival mercenaries, scavenger gangs, and other factions hound him in every step of the way, with a returning Yuno and a group of well-trained, highly skilled, and battle-hardened operators beside him. Can he get the job done and get out alive? Bitch, if he got out of the survival game, he can survive the Russian Wild West. (laughs) He can survive the Russian Wild West. Maybe I'm literally gonna I'm gonna use that now like in a sentence the Russian Wild West like bitch this is like the Russian Wild West in what context I would use that in but I'm gonna find a way to use Russian Wild West please please also within the same fic I found the tag farting and food porn okay also there was another fic that was about anime championship wrestling that brought you know into it WWE no no it had Yuki in it. WWE. Yeah, I don't know. And do you then, know what WWE oh, is? Oh, I do know what WWE is. Don't you worry. <laughs> um, but my favorite tags. Uh, your, uh, your cure for crazy is cock. That's a tag. I wonder who that was for. Bottom seems legit. Uh, bottom boy Yuki, 
before Ayuno and Yuki ta- uh, pairing. He was always a bottom. That's true. Also, tag of crying for the same fic. Okay. Then surprised. moved on to a Yuki and um, Akise fic. Diaper fetish. A what? A diaper fetish. Just, yeah. And then there, the my favorite one, crazy, you know. You didn't need to put crazy. You just needed to put you know as the tag. Right? And then. um. Doing too much work. And, and then knife use. Which I'm like, makes sense for this anime. Crossover. This is my favorite crossover. Fairy tale. <laughs> Yonder race simulation game. You know the <laughs> which you know was in, but it's not an explicit one. This is just a like a G. Well, I think it was like PG thirteen rated of just all the Yandere simulation characters, and you know just doing shit. Also, there was a lot of my hero, and future diary crossovers like that was the majority of the crossover ones and they were all with you know in it but no one else just you know and toga doing shit or you know you know and toga being the pairing hmm. which i can see um and then oh this one multi crossover or high school host club mariah nikki black butler and kenshin impact fan fiction I'm trying to wrap my head around that entire crossover. <laughs> I didn't read it, but I want. You want me to send it to you and we read it tonight? How long is it? I don't. It was only like three thousand words. Sure. <laughs> Come back next week, guys, while we review that thick. And that's it. Those were all the fan fictions. So, Mo, how did you feel about the animation in this anime? It is definitely 2011. <laughs> animation <laughs> what do you mean i thought it was amazing when i rewatched it with luke the other day and i was like wow this anime's old i think you just summed it up right there yeah 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 i i do like the colors though i like the bright colors in the scene because mm-hmm. they could have easily done like a death note version of it which was super dark and gloomy but i like the bright colors or it was muted the what where it was muted yeah the muted bright colors and then um the purple hue toned and some of the really intense scenes of you know, mm-hmm. which was in my screensaver for a while on my computer. I will um, say that I did like a lot of the action scenes and that that's kind of really what made it very interesting to me. Yeah. I mean, they did not hold back on their gore. Like, dude, when we reviewed Corpse Party, mm-hmm. like it's pretty comparable to Corpse Party and gore. Like you see a lot. You just don't see intestines falling out. Yeah. Um, But like... That's why I would love to see the show with today's animation styles, because I think it'd be so much fun to watch this like bloodbath. Mm-hmm. But that's just me. Um, I had to take my headphones off. They were okay. hurting so bad. I know my ears are also hurting. But yeah, so I think anything else about the animation, the music I, though. Yes. Mm, talk I will about. say. I will say the music is probably one of the things that really makes this anime. Oh, yeah. The, I mean, as good as what I think it is. Oh, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, the original soundtrack is very solid. It's very fitting for the anime. It's very, like, it's very, it, it fits it I very well. I will say that the second opening is not my favorite. No. But then again, you can't really win against the first opening. Dude, the, top o- the first opening is literally my top ten favorite anime openings of all time. Like, it is one of the best anime openings I've ever watched. Mm-hmm. It's iconic. The music is amazing. The animation is perfect. It is literally just... It embodies the anime so well. Exactly. Like, the the opening... Literally, I remember watching the opening with you the first time, and I was like, fuck yeah. Like, this is like Attack on Titan level. 
no, no, no more, no, no more singing in this podcast. It's a you know bitch that the that edit. rule is not gonna last. Yeah, I know. Yeah, the music, the animation, and the music's great. The animation hasn't aged well. Moving on. Yes. Um. But yeah, final thoughts, Mo, about this anime. Ah, uh, definitely. If you have trigger warnings, I would maybe look up these trigger warnings before you watch. Because now yeah. thinking back on it, there are quite a bit of a few that would. <laughs> I mean, each ca- yeah. each character has massive trauma, so that is a good point, Mo. Thank you for bringing that up. It is a lot of triggering moments. Especially because I feel like in some of them are very graphic. Yes. And oh, especially not... the the clairvoyant and her whole thing. Oof. Yeah. And even the couple. Mm-hmm. All the female characters. Yeah. Actually, every single female character, all I think had that happen to them. Yeah, and so I would definitely before watching this, if you're somebody that kind of triggers very easily, look up like trigger warnings yeah. when it comes to yeah. this because. They do, it's not like they're explicitly showing everything, but it does go into more detail than the average show would. Yes, it does. So please check that out. And then also, um, I think the best way to sum up the show is it is very entertaining. But it's not the best plot that's ever been written. It is not the best anime that's ever been made. It's just entertaining to watch. If you just like to watch people mm-hmm. going around killing each other, you want to watch a psychotic main female character, and honestly, that makes the entire show, then this is a show for you. If you want to watch shows for character development, amazing plot. If you want to, this is not Steins Gate time travel. This is. They don't have some complex, you know, mechanic for how this all is working they never explain you know they don't ever explain how this is actually possible it does have an amazing plot twist in my opinion that i inspired to create one day in my teen day campaigns but like i i do think the show is very enjoyable i love the show Mm -hmm. it's not a good show i love the show nonetheless though yes i will 100 percent agree with you yep yeah, so I think that wraps up Future Diary. Um, I am glad that we were able to talk about my waifu because I love you know so much. Yes, I know you've been wanting to talk about your waifu. I know. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Now, I know. I, Literally I, two years into this podcast, and this is the first time we're that, reviewing Future Diary. Yeah. Yeah, I know. It's. I think this was fitting because Doctor Stone's episode last week. Oof, that was. That was absolutely chaotic. That was chaotic. This episode was much more. We did Future Diary justice while still getting a little chaotic because. I like, I kind of go into like a mindscape when I talk about you know, like I I just like ascend to my personality. You know, I I go I live on a different plane of existence when I. I would talk honestly about her. really like to see like in a Yudo cosplay, or, like a, a male, male version. A male ver- I, dude, we're gonna go to Tokyo, um, uh, Tokyo Tulsa, and I kind of want to do a male you know cosplay for it. I could pull it off. I got the sword now for it. I think that would be honestly really cool. Oh, wait, I kind of want to do it. And then you can do whoever you want to do. <laughs> I mean, if you want to do a, a female version of someone, we can do that. <gasps> can you do a female version of Nafumi? From Rising of the Shield Hero? I probably could. Let me think. Who would you want to do a male version of? Here's the question. Who would you male cosplay for a anime convention though who would i male or female cosplay both who would you cosplay at a a convention 
That's a really hard question, just because there's so many characters. We'll just start listening to a couple. Shinobu from Demon Slayer. Oh, that would be a good one. That's I a fun one. I would love to cosplay her. Um, I think doing a female version of Hal from Hal's Moving Castle. Oh, okay. I kind of know who that is. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Could you do a, a a male a female version of Bon from Seven Deadly Sins? Yes. Oh, that's there, so hot. I would kind of like to do like a gender bender on a character that hasn't been gender bendered before because there's so many people that gender bender like Bon and uh, any of the Straw Hats. Uh, who else? Any of like the uh, Hashira from Demon Slayer. Uh, gotcha, gotcha. Like, so you you want to be underground? You want to do something? Can you do All Might? Can you imagine doing your hair like as pigtails as All Might, like yeah. sticking straight up? And then I could see it. I could see it. I if I did male cosplay, I would. I could easily do Yuki because I literally have clothes that he owns, uh, and a beanie. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I could easily do Yuki. I think L would also be fun. I would just sit like L everywhere. But I think it would be fun to like get you like a pink wig Mm -hmm. and then like paint like your facial hair like pink or something. Oh, and like your eyebrows and stuff like that. And like, you know, get you kind of like purple, like suit looking type attire. She doesn't have a purple suit. No, but she wears a purple uh, uniform. Oh, I thought I thought it was more of a navy blue, but it, maybe it is purple. I think it borders more like along the lines of like periwinkle. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. But we could definitely make. I mean, she almost has like a sailor outfit, so like yeah. we could easily find something. And then, um, oh yeah, that could be fun. And then like do like super short shorts for it. Or like longer shorts, or like longer like pants. I would have cool to do, too. and then some sort of long socks would be kind of fun like i i we can make it work mm-hmm. we can make it work or you could take a whole different route to it and do her like black, black dress. dress yeah but do like a black track suit type of thing or like or do like just a black suit a black oh i could do it i i mean i feel like then you have no idea who it is though well, if you carry around like a sword, sword and a flip phone and a photo of Yuki on my chest, mm-hmm. could pull it off. It would be fun. We'll talk about it in a yes. couple months. But yeah, so Mo, um, I don't have a music recommendation this week. I'll be honest, I don't either. Is this the point of the podcast where we no longer do mo- movie um, music recommendations on a regular basis? I think that. We are at that point that we do them when we have them. Yeah, because I cannot think of anything. I mean, guys, we've literally recommended over 150 anime openings slash endings slash original soundtracks. So I don't have anything at the top of my head. No. Sorry, guys. We're disappointing you guys. We're letting y'all down. But we will have them. In the future. I was like, don't promise next week, Mo, because it's not going to happen. But uh, but Mo, would you like to spin that wheel? I sure can. Because honestly, I need a new anime to watch. Because I'm about to start Bunny Girl Senpai, but I kind of want to like, you know, watch something else like for the podcast. And I would love to like 
you know, watch some of your shitty high school, your middle school animes. Make you watch Mermaid Melody. <laughs> I swear <laughs> to God, if they spin to Mermaid Melody, I'm going to immediately jump out of this window, which is on the first floor. So it wouldn't be that bad, but I'm still going to jump out the window. What's it going to land on, though? Oh, did we already get that one? Yeah. Well, what, which one was it? Silent Voice. Oh, yeah, we don't need to review that again. That was emotional. What is it, Mo? Oh. Oh. What is that? Durara. Oh, Durara. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I was like, what show is this? Do you want me to spin this? again? Because uh, you've already seen it. I've already seen it. Can you please spin it again? And I'm guessing you don't want to watch that, do you? Not it's not very really. slow. It's not super entertaining, not going to lie. Oh, what is it, Mo? Is it Mermaid Melody? Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid. Oh my! <laughs> yes, I've been wanting to watch this so bad. This is wait, is this the one with the animals, like the 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 different dragons that are in maid costumes that he has sex with, but are super horny, or is this a different Miss Kobayashi one? is a woman. Ah, damn it. I want to watch the... It's the... lesbians. Damn it. I wanted to watch the horny one with, like, the hot snake and the... Monster Masamune? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah, shit. We knocked the mic over. Mo, 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 Mo. Sorry, that was my fault. I knocked the table. But wait, what's this one about? Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid. Miss Kobayashi, she's an office worker. I think she's, like, in her late 20s or something like that. And she saves a dragon, and the dragon is so eternally grateful that she wants to serve Miss Kobayashi. But nice. she's absolutely in love with Miss Kobayashi. Nice. So we get some nice lesbian shit? Yes. The best way to celebrate Pride Month in it July. It is not. <laughs> <laughs> you literally did this, like, last week. I did, didn't I? I was like, like we're oh, going to yeah. go to Club Majestic on... And great way to end Pride Month. You're like, we're literally going on July 1st. And I was like, I'm not going anymore. <laughs> Did you end up going? Nah, I dipped. I, w I played video games that night instead. Solid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I'm excited to watch this. Tune in next week when we watch, I mean, when we review this show. Are you going to rewatch it, Mo? I'm going to be honest, I haven't finished it. So, so you're going to have to because I also need to watch it. So this will be a good one. But mm -hmm. yeah. Thank you guys so much for tuning in this week to this review, and we'll see you guys next week. Um, So have a good one. See you guys later. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. bye.